Good evening, and welcome to Midnight Convos with your girl Tiffany Nicole. This is our very first podcast, Convo number one. So it's so imperative that you subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast, right? Connect with me on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Hit me up on Twitter. My handle is our Queen Tiffany, and email me at midnightconvo247 at gmail.com. This is our first convo, our first podcast. I'm super geeked up. We're going to talk about everything. It's just my opinion. It's the gossip according to Tiffany Nicole, not anybody else so don't be offended make sure that you share make sure you listen if you disagree with me let me know email me tell me what you think if you agree with me let me know tell me what you think it's just my opinion just my opinion all right so let's talk about the gorilla the gorilla is definitely in the room so the gorilla in the zoo had to be put down in cincinnati this weekend right it happened right We're talking about a gorilla. So if you didn't hear, which is kind of hard for me to absorb or even comprehend you not hearing this story, a little four-year-old boy fell into a moat over the weekend and he was in very close proximity to a gorilla, a 17-year-old gorilla that weighed close to 400, 600 pounds. All right, so this gorilla... You know, people are in an uproar about this because they feel that this gorilla didn't have to lose his life, that the death could have been prevented, that instead of killing this gorilla, they should have shot and sedated the gorilla. So in the footage, some people say that the gorilla's the gorilla is actually protecting the child. Some people say that the gorilla is a little aggressive and hostile. Right. So without really knowing what this gorilla will do to this child, you know, they took extreme measures and killed the gorilla, which to me needed to be done because people can say that the gorilla was protecting the child. It was only trying to guide the child. But you can see in the footage that that child was being dragged around like a little rag doll. Right. The child is a four year old. It weighs very minimum in comparison to a grown ass gorilla. So if you are telling me that we have to put this gorilla down to save the life of this four year old child, I'm all for it. You know, it's a very unfortunate situation. And I think the parents do have to bear some of the blame in this situation because as a parent, I don't understand how this situation occurs. I really don't know how a child ends up in a moat with a gorilla. Like, how does that happen? Now, I'm a helicopter mom. I can admit it. So I'm always, you know, observant of where my children are at all point in time. Now, they may drift off a little bit, but not to a point where They're going to have that amount of time so that they can jump, climb over a wall, over a barrier to get into close proximity to a gorilla. That's just not happening. But it did happen. So you have this four-year-old child in the moat with this gorilla. What do you do? What do you do? You see the gorilla grabbing the child, bringing them down in the water, pulling them, pulling his arm, grabbing the, the, the child. Hey, Hey, what do you do? Because if it's your child, you want your your child to survive this. You want your child to live. 
You want your child to see another day. And we can't assume that this gorilla is going to play nice. Gorillas are not, you know, sensitive, warm and friendly animals. You know, they definitely can hurt you. So I don't play with my child's life. I wouldn't assume I, I won't err on the side of caution. No, you got bullets. Put them in the motherfucker. We are talking about a gorilla, right? We are talking about an animal, right? And I don't place no animal's life over a child's life or a human's life. I just don't, don't, don't view it the same. I just don't. That's just me. That's just me. But the funny thing is, it's like the parents have to bear some of the responsibility for what happened. Right. This child was very naughty, very naughty. Like your bad ass shouldn't have been nowhere thinking that you could climb into an area that is restricted. There is a reason why there are barriers and barricades so that you don't get close to the animals. Now, understanding that this is a four year old and they will do silly things. I have a four year old, but. No way, no way in hell that this should have happened. It's a very unfortunate event. My other issue that I have with this situation is, okay, the parents know that they have to take some of the responsibility for this because I think if you're watching them closely enough and appropriately, you know, this would not have happened. You know, it's just not that much time that should be away from your child in a zoo setting where there's wild enemies, animals that this can occur. Right. But my thing is. People are going crazy for a fucking gorilla. Right. Then on the flip side, you have um, this doctor. Right. His name is Walter Palmer. And I think he's from Minnesota. And in September of 2015, last year, not even a whole year ago, this doctor went to Zimbabwe, right? And he killed, he killed Cecil the lion in Zimbabwe. I mean, he actually lured this treasured animal lying off the restricted area he actually paid the the tour guide to take him to this animal and figure out a way where he can lure this animal so he can kill him for a fucking picture this this um lion is a treasured animal you know you're not supposed to hunt these animals you wasn't supposed to hunt cecil right but he he did he killed them Right. For 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 fun, for sport. And it's not just him. I've seen numerous pictures where people with fat pockets go to different continents, go to different countries and kill for fucking game. They kill for sport. They kill for blood. They kill just to say I went to eat um, to Africa and I have, you know, the elephant tusk. What type of shit is that? I didn't see people getting their panties in a bunch. I didn't see, you know, people right into CNN. You know, I think there was a little bit of news coverage on this and then it was gone. All right, but we're spending so fucking much time on, on this gorilla. It just boggles my mind what we place value on. And I could go a little deeper. I mean, we got black lives, black men dying every day. Black lives that are lost in these streets Every single day. And there's no 
no news coverage on it. The high profile cases, yeah, they get news coverage. But I can name so many names in between Mike Jones and Eric Gardner that you have no idea about that did not get any type of press coverage. But we're tripping over a fucking gorilla. At the end of the day, nine times out of ten, kill that motherfucker. If it comes to sparing the life of a human. And this is the thing with our society. We devalue human life. Right? It's funny how we can walk past another human being that's homeless and not think of it. We'll look at him like this motherfucking bum. Look at him. We don't know their story. We don't know their background. We don't know their history. But we have all these assumptions and these judgments made about them. But we will take food from our homes or go to the store and get cat food, dog food, and leave it out for an animal. Right? We'll rescue animals. I've seen coworkers take stray animals and spend money out of their paychecks to get them taken care of and go take them to the doctor. But we'll pass our brother and sister in the streets. You know, just pass them by. We won't even throw them a quarter, a dime, a nickel, a meal, nothing. So I find it just so amazing what we place value in. And with the whole gorilla situation in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, it's a very unfortunate event. You know, I wish that the gorilla didn't have to die. You know, I wish that this could have been prevented. But the truth of the matter is, was that a four-year-old was in close proximity to a gorilla. So it's only one or two things to do. Fuck sedating him, because if he got sedated, they said he could have been agitated. And then that could have been a whole different outcome. So you do what you got to do. You choose a human life over an animal and you put holes in the animal. That's just how it is. We're talking about an animal. We're talking about a gorilla. Right? It seems very simple to me. Very. I, I, I can sleep very well with this decision. So if it's my child, your child, or anybody... Or adult for that matter Kill that gorilla I have no problems with that Kill the gorilla I want to talk about Starberry Do you guys know what Starberry is? Remember back in the day Stefan Marbury He had his sneakers out called Starberry They were sold in the mall A store store called Stephen Barry's They used to sell the sneakers the actual store, Stephen Barry's, I believe they went bankrupt. So right now, the stores are not in existence anymore. But the sneakers, Starberry, are actually still popping, especially in China. Actually, Stefan Marbury, he has a whole nother life and a second career in China. Right now, he's in China and he's making buku money selling Starberries and he's won multiple championships in the China League and he's highly regarded in China. And the thing that I find so interesting about him is that he's always been pushing for these sneakers. He's always been trying to sell and market these sneakers in the U.S. um, to make them pop, right? And his whole goal was to bring affordable sneakers to 
people that can't afford the Jordans, the people that can't afford the G- the Yeezys or the LeBrons. And people knock him for this. They sell like hotcakes in China, but in the U.S., you can't catch no one wearing no damn sneakers. And it's funny to me. I think they're like, they, they have three tiers of sneakers. They're like the bottom, the middle, and the higher tier. And I, I don't think they higher tier uh anything more maybe a, a, I don't think they're a dollar more than $60 maybe $60 is the max and the cheapest maybe $20 but they're hot sneakers and the one I saw kind of looks like Yeezys right but you won't see anybody wearing these sneakers and it's funny to me because we will spend our last dime we will stand online for hours to get the latest LeBron's Jordan Kobe's Yeezys when we really don't have the funds to do so you see I I have a a job I have a good career where if I wanted these sneakers I can do that I can go based based upon my income and go buy some Yeezys if I wanted to do so I don't have to rely on um, government assistance to, to to pay for my clothes or my needs. My needs are met based on my income. But that's not the case for everybody else or the majority of the people in the world. There's more poor people than middle class people and definitely more rich people than middle class people. So for the people that are barely making and bar- barely surviving, you know, Starberry will be an affordable option. Nothing wrong with it. But people get ridiculed for wearing Starberry. It's like wearing fucking FUBU in 2016. People don't do that. Right? You got to have the Hollister, the, you know, the true religion. You have all these true true religion, Jordans, all these things on our bodies, but don't own any property. Don't have a mortgage. Don't have any car. Don't have any real estate. We have nothing. We have no assets, but we have all this this materialistic bullshit. And the one thing that I appreciate about Starbuck is that he's at least trying to bring something to lower income families that look nice, that are appealing to the eyes, still are cool, but they fit your price range. And he's being disrespected, just made a mockery of because he's doing this. <coughs> and basically he was saying that you could go buy these Yeezys, you could go buy these Jordans, but I guarantee you they're not even made of the same quality as mine. But you're paying triple the price of the Starberries. All right? they, they're probably made in the same fucking factory, let's be honest. But one is one is thirty dollars, one is three hundred dollars, and it's an option. So I just think that a little, re, little more respect should be given to Starberry for what he's trying to do. And it's just like when people try to give back and do do things like that for the community, it's always you know looked at with a a negative eye, you know, and it's like. People place value on 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 silly shit. We are consumers. Black people are consumers. We we don't put shit in, on the market. We consume shit that's on the market. 
Think about it. You see, you have you ever seen Jordan wearing Jordans? I'll wait. I've never ever seen Jordan wear Jordans. And I'm not talking about on the court. I'm talking about like check him out like on the paparazzi, you know, when TMZ catches you on the street. You never see them shits on his feet. Ever. But we will spend our last to get these sneakers to look fly to keep up with the Joneses. But we don't have any liquid assets. Crazy. So, like, I want to applaud Stefan Marbury for this. I truly appreciate what he's doing or trying to do. And hopefully um, what he's doing in China will translate here in the States. Right. So in the States, he may be looked at as someone that didn't reach his potential or someone that, you know, fell off. But this dude is almost 40 years old, still playing professional basketball and making a lot of money and selling bukus a sneaker ka-ching i mean that's a smart businessman and actually making something that you could put on the market that people that come from where you come from can afford like because there's a lot of people that come from the hood or come from humble beginnings that can't afford what you're trying to push what you're trying to shove in their face every second on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on all these social media forums. You're trying to push these things to them and they can't afford them. So it's just amazing to me. Right. So I just want to take a second and just applaud Stefan Marbury for what he's trying to do with the Starberry sneakers. And I, I think it's a really awesome idea and I hope it takes fire here and you know, people will realize or pay attention to what he's trying to do. And he will be applauded instead of, you know, made to feel, you know, like, 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 what the fuck are these? I ain't wearing these Starberries. It's crazy. Really crazy to me. I want to talk about switching gears for a little bit. This Troy Ave situation. Right. Troy Ave supposedly, allegedly shot up. <laughs> shot some fire, shot some rounds at the at the show, the TI show. And anytime this type of situation occurs, it always kind of puts this black shadow, black cloud over hip hop as a whole. So you'll see the different news outlets talk about, oh, does hip hop promote violence? Does hip hop promote um, this does hip hop promote negativity and it's just like it's one show prior to this show the bad boy reunion show had showed out two days in a row Saturday and Sunday at the Barclays where you had tens of thousands of people and everybody from the hip hop came out and supported this show so everybody of who's who in hip-hop came out to support this show and no incidents were reported not one so you have one incident at a situation that popped off at a show and now it puts this black light on hip-hop and it's it's foul to me it's foul to me how, you know, I turned on the TV. I heard TMZ talking crazy about hip hop and the culture. People that that's not from the culture don't understand the culture or 
is trying to tell us about what our culture is about. And it's like, I see it like this. When you make silly ass decisions the way Troy Ave did, um, then you're, you're the donkey of the day, right? But the actions of one man does not, you know, equate to the whole. You know, Troy Ave can't speak for hip-hop as a whole. He's just one person. One person that made a mistake, that made a bad decision, and how now he's going to pay for it. But there's so many other people that's making hip-hop and carrying the torch of hip-hop and they're, they're doing so well and they're crossing boundaries and doing so many amazing things so if you don't know about our culture you can't really talk about it you can't say that we promote or it's promoting this or that because you you really don't know Kendrick Lamar is hip-hop is he promoting negativity is he promoting violence is he promoting gang activity no J. Cole is hip-hop. Is he promoting violence? No. Look at Drake. He's selling fucking buku records. He's not promoting fucking violence and gang activity. He's not shooting in a club. You just have one fucking rapper that did this. One rapper. And my thing is, I feel bad for Troy Ave. Now, obviously, you know, I don't know all the details. And as the details unravel and we start to know more about the situation, we'll understand and be able to piece more things together. But my thing is this. If you have to come to an event where you have to, sh- to be strapped, you shouldn't be at that event. If you come to an event where you have to bring a gun you shouldn't be at that event point blank period i don't understand how we put ourselves in that situation and my thing is i don't know why people don't invest in more security you're making buku money you should have so many fucking um bodyguards surrounding you like you're the fucking president that should how it, how it should be because there's no way you should be in a situation where danger should be in your backyard. And if you are in a situation where you feel that you may be threatened or your life can be in harm's way, that's why you have bodyguards. That's why you're making millions of dollars. That's why you spend it wisely. You spend it on security. The security should be number one priority, not the fucking the bling, not the 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 iced out um, baguettes, the the necklace that goes down to your damn knees. That should not be a priority. But your security team should definitely be a priority. But I just don't understand how people come to an event strapped and you're such a high profile person. If you, you if you're still going out like that, you know, yeah, you, you hire somebody to be the gun, right? They have people that you can hire legally that'll be by your side that will shoot if you need them to shoot if your life is in danger. They're called bodyguards. They're su- they're called a security team. But you out here bucking and, and shooting off rounds, and then you're on camera doing so, not smart. Not smart. 
I just don't understand, you know, I just don't understand that. And, and that's beyond Troy Ave. It, 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 Troy Ave just happened to be the one on camera. But that's just in general. If you're making money, whether you're a hip-hop, whether you're an athlete, if you're making money, your number one thing should be your, your squad, your security team. Stop paying all these hanger-ons to be around you and to suck your dick and stroke your ego. Pay for a security team that has your back, your front, your side, and everything in between. That's what you pay for. That's what I will be paying for. So we got to do better. I mean, Troy Ave made a mistake, and now he's going to pay the consequences for his mistake. But the goal is to... Get your music out there, make money, help your team, and continue that cycle. Make money, help others build. Build, help others make money. We don't want to make money, get put on, and still act act as if we still have to live the way we once did when we were in the hood because it's not the reality for these hip-hop stars they they have their houses they're out on the hills they're doing their thing they're making money beautiful thing but when shit like this happens when a troy ave situation happens it really puts a bad light on hip-hop and it's not right because hip-hop has done so much great things and is doing great things for so many people without hip-hop so many people will be out here robbing killing stealing doing without whatever they have to do to survive but because of hip-hop so many people can live their dreams so i don't want to see troy ave situation occur i don't want to see you know our rappers our hip-hop stars on a New York Post, you know, on a tabloids, on a TMZ for the wrong reason. Who wants to see that? I don't. And I definitely don't want to see another death in hip hop. I don't want to see another Biggie pass away. I remember that day like it was yesterday. I don't want to see another Pac, you know. I don't want to see another Pac lose his life. I don't want to see another... Jam Master J lose his life or another chinks. And you know, all of these men that I just mentioned, they've been gone. Chinks is coming up on a year. Biggie's been gone for many years. Pac's been gone for many years. Jam Master J has been gone for many years. And guess what? The murders still, murders, murders have not been solved. So with all that being said, we have to do better. And there are people that are doing better. Now, that was the bad, the ugly side of hip hop. But the beautiful side of hip hop is what's going on with this bad boy reunion tour. Now, I really give props to Puff, Diddy, P. Diddy, Sean, whatever he goes by. (laughs) You know, he changes his name like every few years. But... I appreciate what he's doing. He's um, reuniting with the team, the Bad Boy family, and they're going out for a summer tour. And the truth of the matter, however you view Puff, however you see him, if you see him as the sampling king, 
the shiny shiny suit man whatever the case may be he has had a major role in a lot of different careers whether you know it was Mary J whether it was Biggie whether it was the locks 112 the list goes on and on and on the dude the dude is extremely talented and he has a large catalog you know couldn't couldn't um rap couldn't spit any bars on his own but you know he said in his rhyme he's really clear about it. don't worry if i write rhymes he writes checks and i could respect that i could respect the producer all up in the video dancing Shug didn't like it but i respect that because when puff daddy and the family bad boy was on top of the throne music was fun when that total song came out or that one twelve song came out, you felt good. You wanted to dance. So I'm happy to see that. I'm I'm always happy to see yesterday's stars get their shine on because, you know, sometimes you just easily forget. We're like the microwave society. We don't remember shit that's just a few years ago. We We need everything to be quick and fast and right in front of us. You know, and we kind of forget about the music, the catalog from yesterday because we're so absorbed with what's going on right now. But these artists have hits and I'm happy to see people getting their shine on and getting some money in their pockets. You know, a lot of people are on tour and they're eating, you know, Total is back together on on the shows and it's all three of them, you know, because one of them, I think her name is Keisha. She married um, Omar Epps so she don't really got to do anything she got that you know that that house check coming in you know that Fox 5 house check TV show coming in so she doesn't have to do this she can just play mommy and um the be the house mom and do her thing but she's out there she's doing her thing showing up for shows and that's a beautiful thing obviously there's a few people that were left out of this tour and it's the most surprising um face names that stood out to me was dirty money biggie was just um not biggie puff was just eating with them not too long ago his most recent music that he put out was with dirty money but they ain't there i don't know what happened maybe he beefing with the girls in the group i, I don't know maybe they're beefing who knows um danny Kane is not on the show they're not down with the tour i don't think they're a group but it would be nice to see them together because they had a couple of hits. I ain't going to front. I bought a couple. Of, I, I bought their CD. I ain't going to say a couple. I bought their CD. Um, the making of the band. The band is not together. They're not on the show. And he made these motherfuckers walk for some cheesecake. Now they can't even get on the stage. Kind of foul, Diddy. But, you know, it's just good. And and G-Dep. Y'all, y'all know what's up with G-Dep, right? You don't know? Well, unfortunately, he's doing time in prison. He actually um, admitted to a crime that he committed many, many, many years ago, which actually turned out to be a cold case. They couldn't find who murdered this person way back when. And he actually admitted he went to, you know, the police station and said, hey, I'm G Depp or whatever his real name is. And I killed such and such. You know, at this point in time, and I, I want to make sure that I have to pay or I pay for what I did. So now he's in a clink clink. No show for him. But 
just to know that the show, the tour is happening is a beautiful thing. Puff think he funny and he slick with them damn prices though. I saw some of those those prices for the tickets. I'm like, come on, Puff, come on, come on. You already got all the money. You 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 like the the cash king, but them tickets is kind of ridiculous. I would be damn and I'm spending you know uh, um an arm and a leg to be up in the nosebleed. I can't do it. But I appreciate what he's doing and hopefully somebody records it and puts it on YouTube and I can dance like I'm, you know, in the 2000s going back with Diddy with the with the shiny suits and shit. You know, Diddy made all suits look cool. He had the locks rocking the suits and the the locks is hard as hell. They from Yonkers and they was doing the shiny shoot shit. So, you know, you cannot erase time. You can't erase, you know, what people did in their catalog. And much props to Diddy for reuniting the Bad Boy family. And he even had um, Hove come out for, I think, the first show at the Barclays. You know, you got to have the king represent for the king, B.I.G. I I think it was on his birthday. So, much love to Diddy for doing that. I, I'm I'm in, in heaven with that. And hopefully I can get to see a show. I ain't spending no stacks on them on no tickets, but I appreciate it. So turning channels just a little bit. What do I want to talk about? It's so much shit to talk about. What's going on with the NBA playoffs? Who you got? Who you think's gonna take it on? I'm going with LeBron. But the funny thing is, you know, they just closed out the OKC in the Warriors series and they was up 3-1. OKC was up 3-1. 3-1 and lost 3 in a row to lose the series. And this is a thing like I love KD, I love Kevin Durant. I think he's a great player, but he he's not an assassin. He's not a killer. He doesn't have that killer is instinct you know and sometimes you need that killer instinct to hunt and kill and just go for the throat the juggler you need that he doesn't have that and I think that's one of the reasons why they lost because they were so close and they lost three straight I'm like is this you know my husband says that the rig is in you know it's the NBA calling the shots and making sure that the Warriors face the Cavaliers you know people they believe that it's all everything is a conspiracy I don't think it's it's a conspiracy I just don't think that certain people are built built for different situations you know it was too easy it would been it would have been too easy for him to close you know, unfortunately. So it'll be Cavs and it will be the Warriors. And I am rocking with King James all day. I think he's going to bring one for the land. And they need it because they ain't doing shit. They ain't doing shit in football. They ain't doing shit, shit in basketball. Cleveland, for a sport team, any sport, they suck. So for Cleveland to bring in a championship to the land, when they've been deprived for so many years of a championship for any sport will be major for them. And I, I I would love to see LeBron get it for Cleveland because, you know, he went off to Miami, got his rings, and now he's back to Cleveland. And it'll be so fucking good for him just to say, get off my nuts. You know, I took so many teams to the championship. Some was whack. Some, you know, we should have won. 
But, you know, I came back here to raise my family in the area in which I grew up, in which I was born and raised. And now I got a my third ring in the place where it all began for me. How hot, how cool would that be? So I'm rocking with Cleveland. I think it's going to be a tough series. I'm, I'm, I, I think it's going to go seven, but who knows? Who knows? But... It's a lot, man. It, it it's a lot, and Steph Curry is not no no problem. He 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 ain't no you know walking apart. He definitely ain't no Kevin Durant. This dude has a lot of heart, and they have a lot of role players. They are very very deep. Clay Thompson, when he gets hot, it's a problem, right? When Draymond Green is going and he's passing and he's making shots, they're a problem. So you got to pick your poison with them. Who are you going to stick? Who are you going to double team? Are you going to double team um, Curry or are you going to double team Thompson? Right? What are you going to do? You're going to stop Draymond for going into the paint or shooting threes? Which one are you going to do? And then when they get tired, you got to do something with their bench. They got like a seven-foot Backup point guard and Sean Livingston. So what are you going to do? That is the question. So it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a walking apart for Cleveland. But I definitely think between LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love, they're going to get it done. And I think they would have got it done last year if, you know, they didn't have to deal, deal with the wall of freaking injuries. But that's a part of the game. And you know, it's going to be tough because Cleveland's going to be starting on the road. But I think that, you know, it's theirs to take. It's theirs to take. So let's see. Let's see. Listen, I appreciate you checking out the first podcast. I appreciate you checking out this first convo, Midnight Convos with your girl, Tiffany Nicole. And I need you to make sure that you subscribe, you rate, you review, and you share this podcast and listen to it on SoundCloud, Midnight Convos. And check me out on Facebook. My name is Tiffany Nicole on Facebook. I'm there. I'm always posting. I'm always interacting. So holla at me. Hit me up on Twitter. My handle is our queen tiffany email me at midnight convos 24 7 at gmail.com and check out the new blog midnight convos.com it's very new we're in the beginning early stages but i'm looking for different people that have different perspectives um and want to write you have thoughts and funky ideas that you can bring to midnightconvos.com. So hit me up on my email. Once again, that email is midnightconvos247 at gmail.com. Midnightconvos247 at gmail.com. All right. So it's going to be a wrap for the first convo. Make sure you check us out. I will always let you know when we're going to go live or when we have an interview because that's that's the that's the goal we're gonna you know be doing interviews we're gonna talk to people we're going to talk shit i'm gonna talk about stuff that you want to talk about i'm gonna have co-hosts i'm just gonna make this fun i'm just going to be a fresh air just something different just something different and you the the beautiful thing about podcasts is that you could check us out whenever you're you're ready whenever you have time you ain't gotta just listen to me at a certain time whenever you are relaxing you want something to listen to that'll make you think make you 
ponder, make you just keep you updated with certain shit that's going on in the world, then you could press place. No pressure. No pressure at all. But make sure you ch- check us out on SoundCloud. All right. So in the meantime and in between time, be good to yourself. I'll see you on the next podcast, the next convo. Take care.